it's 95 degrees or something like that in New York on the 6th of May, which was very hot. And in 1962, we did not have central air conditioning. Poppy and I had a room air conditioner in our bedroom. The one that sat in the windows? Mm-hmm. And after the... Because the... Oh, I ate too fast. Because the city buildings were not centrally air conditioning when the temperature hit some point I don't remember they were all released to they were they were sent home for the rest of the day and I was sitting outside on the steps to Mimi and Poppy had the lived in the what was the professional apartment to be used by Dennis, a doctor, a lawyer, it had an outside entrance on the first floor and side, you know, side entrance. <clears throat> and I was sitting out there and I, I talked to your, your dad and- You mean my uh, grandpa? He knew I was miserable and I guess, your grandfather and the uncles sent him home because, you know, I had hell to watch and stuff. And uh, anyway, so he came home and that was like, I think it was a, a Friday. And um, on Sunday it was still so hot. And I felt like I was going into labor. And uh, we had a family tradition. Um, Daddy's grandmother was still alive, Bubby. And every Sunday for Sunday night dinner, we went to a fish restaurant along the water in Brooklyn, <clears throat> which was she she kept strictly kosher, which was one of the places she would eat. I don't know why, because they had all sorts of show food there. But, but anyway, it was a place she would go eat. <clears throat> so I, I felt like I was going into labor. And uh, we called the doctor. And he said, well, call me back. And, in an hour or two, but I was sitting on the toilet and my water broke. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, so the puppy heard the, the gush and he said, but I said, tell him my water just broke. And he said, all right. So he said, bring her into the hospital. And you know, Mount Zion in New York. And, um, And we transferred Uncle Hal to to Grandma. And uh, he was only two and a half, but your complaints from your grandmother afterwards were excuse me, were that he was not 
I eat too fast. <coughs> Do you need a minute? What he was, no, it's okay, was that he was not too well behaved in the restaurant. But two and a half year old is. Yeah. So, anyway, so we went in to the hospital and the doctor examined me and yes, my water had broken. And he said, you know what I know if we wait for you to push this kid out, it will be here forever. So they they pitted me again, but they told you another thing when they did that with Hal. It broke through the skin and didn't work, so I insisted he do it. And she was just born very quickly after that. Okay. And because she wasn't a boy and didn't need a birth, we went home after five days instead of eight days. They used to keep, seems un unreal today when they practically push you out the door a couple hours later, but they, um, But they kept you at least five days. And, uh, <clears throat> and that was good. Because if you had any, I, I always worry when they send them home so, so soon now, what if they start to hemorrhage or something? After five days, you can be pretty sure you're, you're on an even keel. So anyway, so, so that was it. And then, we brought her home, and... Was Uncle Hal happy? Well, I don't know that I ever told you about the story, that the baby that was growing in his tummy that he told me. No. Um, there was a program on um, PBS in New York, uh, called Fun at One. When you're done, your dad needs your, your help real quick out back. Okay. okay. That will help. I mean, like, are you just stopping off point? No, we're recording right now. Like, I'm on the thing? Yeah. Oops. This will be on there forever. Okay. Um, they had a program toward Fun at One called Fun at One. It was a precursor for Sesame Street and everything. It was... It was two preschool teachers, and they talked about colors and numbers and all that stuff for half an hour. And the only TV hat we had was a little TV and a cart, so at one o'clock after he had lunch, I would put Hal in his crib and move the TV with the antenna into his bedroom, and he would, he would watch fun at one in bed and I could go lay down on my bed and put my feet up for half an hour. And I dozed off one day and he came and I woke up and he was sitting next to me on our bed. Uh, he wasn't supposed to get out of his crib, but obviously he knew how. And uh, 
Well, he said, oh, how are you? And he said, he stuck his stomach out and put his hand on it, and he said, I have a baby growing in my stomach, too. And I said, oh, that's very interesting. Well, we'll be able to have our babies together. <laughs> so, you know, just let it go. Yeah. So when I packed to go to the hospital, I took a baby doll. And Grandpa was very, Poppy was very upset. No son of mine will have a doll. And I said, we have got to get this doll out of his stomach and end the story. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we, um, you want to close the door? So, thank you. We're recording. I brought the doll home, and as I was unpacking my bag, I said, uh, "Oh, by the way, the, the nurses gave me your doll, your your baby, to bring home to you." And he said, "Okay," and threw it in the corner. <laughs> so you know that was it. And, That's cute. And he went. Arthur took him to. In New York, it was the tradition, I don't know if it is now, but at least among Jewish families, that you had a baby nurse that came in for two, a week to two weeks, and took care of the baby and cooked and, um, if you were really a I bottle fed my kids so if you were really asleep and they were hungry, she'd feed them. Otherwise, she'd bring them to you with a bottle and just just try to make it easy for you to slip back into doing things slowly. And uh, so anyway, uh, she needed some things from the pharmacy. I don't know, special product. So Arthur took Hal to the drugstore with him, and they came back, and he had he had a doll for Dolly. I think it was a doll, and he had a toy for her. And Arthur said, "Isn't that generous?" I said, "No, that so she won't play with his toys." <laughs> you know. <laughs> He saw it as, you know, he, he was saying, I said, yeah, he's thinking of her because he doesn't want to play with his. Mm -hmm. anyway, That's smart. Um, so it, it made it much easier having somebody. It went short, not too too long afterwards. Hal had to have his tonsils out because he had terrible infections. And we were able to get the, uh, Uncle Nathan had, when he had his tonsils out when he was older, um, in Rochester, he had, he hemorrhaged and he was alone in a hospital room. And fortunately, my dad was a bad sleeper, which is where I get him from, and he went back to check on him and found him. And I was just afraid that Hal might, mm. might hemorrhage and so, she came and stayed for, I think, maybe 48 hours just to take care of her, but also to make sure that somebody with some 
medical training was there in case of an emergency. So mm. everything worked out fine. It was it it was not a it was not a difficult birth. Um, with the help of medication, I I did. I was able finally to. I had no no. Uh, I had no medication before when she was born. With how with the cord around his neck, they felt they had to put me out because they didn't know if he'd be born dead or alive. But with with her, they uh, there was no reason. And by then, also two and a half years after Uncle Howe was born, the hospital staff had a lot more experience with childbirth without any anesthesia, so it was easier on everybody. So it was not a, not a difficult birth. Did you have C-section? No. No. No, I had I had no, no, you can ask questions in it. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, no. I had natural deliveries with both my kids. My muscles, are, for some reason, were not very strong, and I needed to have Pidouin to, to push mm -hmm. harder. But once I had it, they just popped up. Sorry, so that answers that. Your father needs you? Yes. It was not too late. It's not too late. 